0: now you get to agree to that. Uh, Tiago, this is my sound level. And, uh, Welcome to Zach. One Sharp Sword, cutting through to Tiago, what matters most what with your hosts, Dr. P, Dr. Jeff Wayne one, Pernell, two, and all the other breakthrough success coach you and fun. Fun. your powerful Have presence fun. mentor. Have fun, man. That's right. Tiago is in Portugal. So at some point I'll get to meet him face to face. All right, here we go. welcome to one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most i'm your host dr p dr wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach i am delighted today as we cut through to what matters most i'm delighted today to have with me zach white he's uh, from a small town in michigan but his work extends far far beyond those bounds um a an engineer at heart with passion for passion of life. Let me introduce Zach White,
1: Dr. P, What a privilege to be here. I love it. I love what you're doing with the show. And let's cut to what matters most, man. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you're here. This is awesome. So you you were an engineer. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about where you were. And then I'm going to wind the clock back to, well, how'd you get there? And then we'll bounce forward to what's happening now and what's in your future. And um, that sort of sets the tone and pace for our audience as well as for you, what to expect. So you were an engineer. At some point you were like, wow, things. this is how things work. Um, what kind of engineer? Because there are all kinds. Uh, so civil, electrical, mechanical.
1: You nailed it Rail, right there.
0: Railroad,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> engineering, just the word—that's a big space to to narrow that down. I did study mechanical engineering, boiler up. Went to Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana, for my undergraduate uh, studies in mechanical engineering, and you know, my my dad was an electrical engineer, Doctor P. So my spirit of rebellion. I went towards mechanical. I wanted to make sure not to follow too close you in were like, footsteps, right? You were <laughs> like,
0: instead of, I'm going to go be a pastry chef uh, in full rebellion, you were like, oh, that's heck, right. no, I'm not doing PE, right. I'm going to go get my degree <laughs> That's right, in, St- in mechanical. stick it to dad. That's right. Yeah. So I went good.
1: down the mechanical route and started in my career at Whirlpool Corporation doing product design and test engineering on ovens, freestanding Ranges. So uh that you know, not necessarily the most glamorous product on the planet, but one of the most useful in the home, that's for sure. Very truly. That's where I began. And and I'm gonna
0: say that most people, like as we as we go about our daily lives, in our daily lives, most people don't recognize that behind the scenes before any product comes out, there's a team of mechanical engineers that's making sure that. Everything from the way the knob turns to the way the thermostat actually holds the heat to the all the, uh, above. all the radiance that happens inside of a range, for example, that's all because of of smart minds like you, which is kind of cool. So
1: <laughs> Dr. P, I'm honored. Yeah. And, and you're right. And you know what? <laughs> it's even, true, right? It's even true. the pen we're holding in our hands to to take notes during this conversation. Somewhere an engineer worked some magic to make every product come to life and it really is a fantastic profession. And you know, I still tip my hat to everybody who's in the engineering discipline. And it's a pleasure to serve them now in the work that we do at Awaco. But um
0: that's right. Yeah. We'll talk about Awako. You've got this amazing, amazing company that you founded as a result of hitting some burnout. Before we talk about that, um let me ask you about your your kidhood. Um sure. so- <laughs> <laughs> were you, were you the type of kid that like pulled radios apart just to see what was in them? Uh, oh man. Yeah. You, you build you're robots. you making me
1: think like of that, it. you know, that cartoon of Dilbert with the knack. If, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure if people Google that, they can find there's an old Dilbert animated uh, thing called the knack. You know, I was that guy, Dr. P. I I grew up in a home where instead of, you know, going in the basement and, uh, you know, shooting hoops on the Papa shot, I'd go down in the basement with my dad and play with a soldering iron and circuits on a, you know, Bell Labs telephone that he'd snuck home from work kind of thing. So, you know, learning how to wire switches to little LED lights and uh, use wire cutters and strip wire and things. These were things I did as a young kid that were, to me, just as fun as going on the backyard, throwing a baseball. And so yes, I was that guy who had that's a awesome. heavy leaning towards math and science and engineering from a young age, and uh, you know, when you're that guy, you're that guy. You just got to own it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's awesome. That's there's nothing. Well, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I hope because I, agree. I, agree. I was the kind of kid that also I would look forward to radio shack kits. Yes, I built, I built uh, a GSR galvanic skin response, which is also known as a lie detector. I built. Um, I built all kinds of stuff and I became a ham radio operator. So, right. Take it all the way, um, to geek land. And, um, well done. And now uh, here, here we are on, on a podcast. So <laughs> right, it's like I can reach many more people on a podcast than I can, you know, here a, <sighs> it is amazing, CQ, man. CQ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a great memory though. Wow. I love that. It truly is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you went down the ham radio kind of uh, path at all, but.
1: You know, a little bit, not not as much. I did do a few, and Radio Shack, what a place. I used to love going in there, and, <laughs> you know, pick stuff up and ask my dad, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's, That's what's right. this? And, um, but yeah, I'd say, again, that, that mechanical rebellion kicked in by, by, you know, middle school years. And I stopped spending quite as much time on, on, uh, circuits and radios and those kinds of things and started building stuff so i've got more so were you the
0: robot guy like there were people that were building things and and levers and uh cranes that swept like just yeah so tabletop size were you that guy
1: yeah i did the erector sets if you remember those you could build the cranes and put motors on there um i wouldn't say i was the robot guy by the true definition of robotics i didn't build things that I would I would classify as robotic. You know, they were mechanical systems, uh, but not cybernetic systems or truly robotic at that at that age. But um, I think like FIRST Robotics and those organizations that help kids do that stuff, it's just tremendous. Uh, there's so Maybe. many cool things. But no, I, I was not a robot guy. I, that would be cool. I wish I could say yes to that.
0: <laughs> I wish you could too, darn it. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a great,
1: gosh, Zach, missed opportunity
0: for the podcast. <laughs> Come <So>. on. <laughs> so you at some point you had this uh kind of fit of uh of desire to actually choose this as a path mechanical engineering it's in you it's who you are, and you're gonna honor that path off you go to purdue, which congratulations because that's no small feat um right so Thank you. uh yeah, so then you go through, you get your your mechanical engineering degree, um, you're a fresh graduate, and you land at Whirlpool. That's where you go first.
1: Yeah, so I had, you know, like most college students, the pursuit of internships was always a big deal, and I yes. had done an internship at Whirlpool between my junior and senior year at Purdue. And they were, you know, thankfully very impressed with the work that I completed that summer. And they offered me that fall of my senior year a full time offer into their top talent leadership development rotational program. And it was a no brainer. Yes. I mean, a fantastic offer, you know, more money than I was expecting. And uh, after two years of rotations around the company, so four jobs. Six months each, where you get to go see all different departments and areas of the company, accelerate your development. And then they sent me to the University of Michigan for my master's degree in mechanical engineering, paid for by the company, full time as a student, and then came back and began, you know, normal full time work in a single job after that. So, fantastic way to start my career. Truly.
0: So, I mean, you were paid to go away. Um Exactly. What, what was the commitment? Just curious. Like, we'll pay you to go get your master's. You must then commit to four years after that, or?
1: It was, I think it was two years, if two I remember years. right. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't actually that, that much. And honestly, uh, kudos to the Whirlpool culture around Definitely. a belief that we're going to make a significant investment into you as a talent. And we believe that that will attract you to want to stay and invest back into the organization and our success. And that was absolutely true. It's a place I was really happy to build my
0: career. I wanna highlight that. I really, you know, it's, you don't hear about, like you hear big corporations bad, right? it's like, uh, and to recognize that there are corporations out there that are investing in their people. It's one of the things you know my passion and i i was just telling you i had been in england recently what i spoke about was how to create a culture of caring and this mm. is one of the places uh where that shows up so to highlight that as here big companies can invest in their people and it turns out great because when you're invested in you are seen and you choose to give back um, and that was good for a while, but what happened? Like, something yeah. inside of you was like, Oh, dang, is this all there is? At some point you you hit that wall, right?
1: The way I describe it, those first few years really were full of energy and excitement and passion. You know I was really living the dream that I had had for years. I mean, my days at Purdue, anxious and excited to get into a career. And Dr. P, I had everybody, you know, from my mom down to my professors and peer group telling me, you know, Zach, you, you're gonna crush it. You know, you're, you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. I had the great grades. I was very intelligent. I had, I say above average social acumen for an engineer, <laughs> you know, not quite what I have today, but I was certainly not, you know, super shy or introverted in that way. And everybody telling me, you will be a success. And In a way, I felt that that's exactly what was happening. I got into this top talent program, went and got my master's degree, came back and got a lot of recognition. And what happened was the beginning of a really stealthy, slippery slope Mm. that I wouldn't recognize until years later, that the hunger I held for career success and to live up to everybody else's expectations and my own expectations of myself I began pursuing that success with the only strategy that I understood for how to get somewhere in life. And the way I described that strategy is get smarter and work harder. Mm. <laughs> that always worked for me. You know, if I was at Purdue and I was struggling with a course and I wasn't gonna get that A grade that I wanted, well, what do you do? You study harder, Go to the office hours. You know, practice more homework assignments. Get help and, and work harder. Right, put in more time. Keep working at it until you figure it out. That was always the path to success. And, you know, even in sports. You know, I wanted uh-huh. to be a better baseball player. So what do you do? Well, I study film, study the game, and then go practice harder. Go go swing the bat more times. Get to the batting cages. You know. That was the only way I knew how to be successful. And that began this journey towards more and more singularly focusing on career success and this virtuous loop in my mind of getting recognition and significance and peer recognition, all these things. But what happened in real life was my marriage started to crumble, my balance towards things I loved began to fade. My connection to family and faith and things that mattered became secondary. And I was on a road towards burnout that I didn't see coming. I'm really- And the I'm, moment that it- Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I am
0: I, I don't want to cut you off when you say, and no, the moment okay. that, because <laughs> yeah. this is, I'm really glad you're here because this is, and then I'll let you get back to the, end the and, and here we are like- In
1: the moment, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. like we, you know, you and I are now because you're you're doing coaching for engineers who have burned out and and we will spend a good amount of time talking about that. I want to talk about this journey because it is general. It's not just for engineers. We have this sense of work harder versus work consistently. We have this sense that if I just practice, I'll get better at instead of focusing on perfect practice, which is what makes you better. If you practice being mediocre, you're going to always be mediocre. So what is it that you can fine tune? Um, The whole idea of, and it happens, I believe to men more, and it might be balancing out more these days in, in the very traditional way Men will beat, them, beat their chests and go, I'm going off to slay the dragon, and I'm doing it all for you, dear family. Forgetting that if I'm off slaying the dragon, I'm not with my dear family who can actually see it and feel it and know that I am really with them. So the crumbling that happens is absolutely normal. And what happens, and I'm certain you'll talk about this, is there's a crumbling inside absolutely right it it just feels like well i'm off doing this stuff i'm doing it for them so we can all have a better life but when like why am i not enjoying this the other thing that happens zach and i i you've alluded to it i just i want to point it out is that sure we set our sights on a target and we have this journey that gets us to this target and when we get when we climb that mountain. And we stand on the top of the mountain we go really that's all there is like that's it and we feel unfulfilled and the reason for that is that the journey of climbing and failing and trying again and getting back up and keeping our sights set that's changed us and so when we get to the top of the mountain the yearning for success is like really that was it and so we must yearn for something else and to recognize that that's normal is a big thing and mm-hmm. and i think that's mm-hmm. awesome and i want to say one more thing before i turn the sure. because ahead. these are like you've you, obviously you've ignited some passion points for me um and we're both coaches and so in in our work with people who get stuck and don't know why these are the passion points these are the places when you listen to the shoulds when you assume what other people are are assuming about you it's actually you making the assumption of what of what their idea of success for you would look like and you're making a choice to live into a fantasy about what somebody else sees as success for you and so it's like a double level of lie (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) really it's a it's bs that you're giving yourself and so really this comes back to who are you and what do you want? And so this brings it back to, oh my gosh, all of this came colliding down on you, and you were like, I've had enough, and so talk about that day. Yeah.
1: Well, I wish I could say it was me that came (laughs) to the conclusion, but you might guess, Dr. P, instead how that went is I came home from a work trip yes, expecting to meet my wife and planned something for dinner that evening, and instead came into an empty home with a note on the table that said, this isn't working. I, I, don't don't think, I don't think we can stay together. I'm unhappy. You don't seem to care about us anymore. I think it's time to get divorced. And my entire world crashed around me that night. Um, extremely, extremely painful moment. Yes. Uh, I'll take 30 seconds and link it back to my childhood story. What I didn't tell you, Dr. P, was that when I was 13, that same situation happened with my parents. You know, my dad, who I'm proud to have been raised by, and he taught me engineering at a young age, but he left a note and disappeared from our family when I was 13. And we don't have a relationship to this day. And so that moment for me was uh, the worst possible thing that could happen. It brought back all of the wounds and the fears and the you know pain of my childhood, uh, hating divorce because of what it did to my family growing up. Yes. And there was nothing more embarrassing or painful or you know like the shame of that to have this happening in my my own life because it's the one thing I had vowed would never happen to me because I didn't want to live that the way I did growing up. And so. That, for um, you,
0: that was that was the ultimate failure.
1: Uh, yeah, it literally yeah. meant more to me than anything else that that not happened. And of course, that's what did. So a few months later, here I am sitting across a you know, big wood conference table from a divorce attorney. Just, you know, how did I get here? You know, was, this is unbelievable. Yeah. And for her, it's just another day at the office. And for me, this is the last place in the world I ever wanted to be. And you, know, you look around the room and these fancy bookshelves and all the, you know it's just like, it's surreal. You can't even believe this is happening. And there was a period of time after that, Dr. P, where I had to completely rethink what I believed about what my life was, was aimed at and how I would get there. And just a recovery and a healing from grief, from all of the things that had to happen. And during that season of recovery, I hired my first coach. I also had a therapist and you know, working through other things, but I hired a coach and I said, hey, my passion for engineering and career growth and success is still there. It, it's been on pause, you know, I haven't been thinking about that because it caused me all this pain. But I'd be lying to myself if I said, I don't still want to be successful, I do. Yeah. And I have the potential and I have the intellect and I wanna do that but it must be different and I need help.
0: Good for you. And,
1: and after that time, I'm really excited to say, you know, I, I doubled my income. I got five promotions in five years. I worked less hours than I ever had prior to the divorce. And I had more fun at work than I'd ever had. Could do really anything I wanted with my career. It was so great. And ended up happily meeting and remarrying. My life never is better and there was a point in that journey of massive success where other people started asking like what happened <laughs> how yeah. did how did how did this whole switch come about
0: can i pause and, right there yeah because the what happened is is huge the first of all to turn shame into courage is huge mm. and that's like I'm going to say that I've you're not the first person I've heard the I came home to an empty house story from um, uh, one of my dear coaching clients uh, <laughs> has that exact same story. And and it was like, life was good. I thought um, one mm-hmm. of the things that I learned, you know, my doctorate's in clinical psych, uh, the doctory part of Dr. P is clinical psychology. And one of the things that I uh, learned in my grad school was that people, you know when when there's a dramatic separation like that, the divorce isn't just sort of uh, capricious. It doesn't just, oh, I think I'll get divorced today. Nobody gets goes into a job wondering when they'll leave. No one goes into a marriage mm-hmm. thinking about divorce. And so, you know, it, it's it the other partner has been in this space for probably six months to a couple of years by the time the event happens and it's one of those like when you realize that and you look back and you go yes oh my god those were the years that i was actually investing in what i thought was our future holy crap is that is what have i done to myself what have i done and that's part of the the shame for you to to and it's like wait I thought I was investing in the future that's part of what grief is about is when your future is taken mm-hmm. like we lose, yes. we lose we lose someone early and grief is like amazingly tough sometimes we lose somebody later in life and it's like it's sad but what a long you know we honor that life and it's similar when it's a divorce um, you're investing in a future that isn't there it's like that's right
2: You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com.
0: For you to bounce from that, is hugely courageous and i'm calling that out because our audience needs to know that it is possible to move from shame to courage in an instant yes that's a decision that is a simple decision and the fact that you chose to reach out to a coach i mean that's that's part of what you're doing on the show right that's part of why you're here um i do elite coaching you do elite coaching Mm -hmm. And it's to get people to recognize that sometimes you need a different perspective in your life that's going to open doors that you didn't even know were there because specifically it's a different perspective. Yes. So
1: I'll add one thing to that, Wayne, because when I was in that season you described where I thought I was doing the right thing prior to uh, you know seeing this note and ending up divorced and it ended up going a whole different way. Looking back, it is now obvious to see how many of those signs I chose to ignore. Not even that I did not see, I saw them. And I deliberately chose to ignore them and focus my energy into what's working in my life, which was my career. Because I did not know how to solve the problem of a failing marriage. I I knew that it wasn't good. I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew it wasn't good. And I knew the trajectory was going the wrong direction, but it sure was easier to focus on being more successful at work than to deal with a failing marriage. And the thing that I would say that I discovered was the danger of isolation and keeping that a secret never asking for help from anyone, never telling that to anyone who I trusted. Uh, There was no one in my life who knew what was actually going on. And my wife and I were very good at making it look on the outside to our friends and family like everything was fine. But then when it was just us at home, it was a disaster. I mean, sleeping in separate rooms, level disaster, right? And so I just would say, for me, like the one of the biggest shifts that came through the divorce and the recovery of that grief and changing from a spirit of shame to a spirit of courage, one of the courageous acts that I've committed to ever since that time is that I will never keep a secret or stay isolated around the things that matter to me the most. And I believe in what I call being fully known. Not with the whole world. This is not sharing your garbage on Facebook, right? I'm talking about having a core group, two or three people, family or close friends that you deeply trust with your whole heart, your whole life, and being fully known. And I have those people now, and and it's a whole different ballgame. It's so um, that's, that's essential, good for you. I think that's a really important thing.
0: It's a huge thing. The You, you use the phrase danger of isolation, and it's absolutely true. Um, Good, so let's talk about the bounce and the trajectory you're sure. on now, because you're you're kind of on fire now, like
1: <laughs> I appreciate that, I feel that, absolutely true. Right? That's so, right. Well, like we said, it came out of that divorce, made these courageous decisions, and my career did explode. It was an absolutely fantastic ride. And I'll just fast forward to the point where all of this success, you know, led me to an awareness that what i've done here is not unique it's replicable it's a system it's a set of decisions and it's a set of I'll call it qualities of character and and things like courage things like resilience things like intention you know things that you can learn but you don't learn them in engineering school and i began to see as well that there were patterns about how engineers are trained and the culture of an engineering team, and when we talk about companies and company culture around technology and engineering, as well as some of these personality biases of introversion, et cetera, that can lead you down a one-way street that has burnout <laughs> at the finish line really? if you don't learn these things. And so many of my peers who I really cared about were like, I could see in them the exact patterns that had led me down my own burnout journey. And I realized then, Burnout isn't just that moment when you hit rock bottom. <laughs> burnout begins the moment that you are burning fuel faster than you're filling the tank, right? And that's not just physical energy. It's more than that. It's it's mental energy. It's emotional energy. It's the spiritual energy. It's relational energy, you know? And you start to see it in people where they're they're emptying their tank day by day by day and not seeing that this will end in burnout eventually. So- a passion was born in me to take everything I had done and who I had become and create that system and that, you know, support coaching community that is needed for engineering leaders to go and do this in their own journey. And of course, on the surface, it begins the same place mine did. I want to be successful. <laughs> you know, c- clients call OECO because they want to make it to that director of engineering level or they want to you know break through to their first you know uh, role in a new industry or or you name it these typical on the surface things but sure. when we really get into it and dig in what we're asking is well how do i create the career of my dreams in the context of the life of my dreams that's and it. enjoy the journey that's and it and actually love today and that's what we do and and so it was a back to the Acting with courage, I chose to leave a very successful career path in 2019 to do this work full time because I realized while the work I do as an engineer matters, my calling is to take the last decade plus of my own journey and now go help, you know, thousands of other engineering leaders avoid the pain that I experienced.
0: So here we are. Amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I just had speaking of engineering. I just had a uh, a lighting failure, so you may notice <laughs> <laughs> you may notice the that I had to shift lights for a second. No so problem, those, of you, no those of you viewing this will will notice a slight difference. Um, fabulous the the whole idea that burnout isn't a moment. Um, the whole idea. I, I, one of the things I'm fond of saying is that you can't give what you don't have. Yes. Which means, right? So, if you're running on fumes, how are you going to really, really serve others? Uh, more important, how are you going to serve yourself, right? Like, mm. how are, you gonna, how yes. are you going to, are you going to really love the life that you have? And then recognizing that success, you know, my the book behind me um, is called The Significance Factor, and it talks about the difference between success and significance. How are we? Right, success, all the things that you get or that you think Mm -hmm. you want that, you know, that represent success versus significance. How many lives have you touched? How many people have you lifted along the way? And the whole idea of, of living a life that you love. Most people come to you as a coach. They come to me as a coach, right? And they go, I want to be more successful. Well, it's beyond. I love the way you described it you know it's beyond um the the things yes. that's somebody else's external you know checklist of well you have the car the house the watch the you know the the um designer whatever it is it's like okay all of that and how's your life you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and there's this public persona versus behind the scenes so uh, everything you've described is so potent it is so uh there's gravity to it right it is it is not uncommon and this is a really important interview i'm really glad you're here because because it's not uncommon because there are signs yeah. uh there are signs for your relationship there are signs for yourself right that you know you wake up day after day and you're like another day oh no Mm -hmm. another day right Mm -hmm. i had um you know i've um i don't know if you heard on my podcasts prior to this i've told the story of i used to wake up with two words and they were oh um (laughs) and i would say that over and over and start my day that way and now i wake up and and the first two words out of my mouth are thank you Mm -hmm. i live in the space of gratitude um and 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 life is truly beautiful Talk a little bit about a Like, how did you, that's a, it's a great name because it's, it's, um, because the way you pronounce it, it's almost like a you know, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's spelled, uh, Oasis of, right. So, yes. Um, yes. So talk about how you transitioned from engineering to becoming a coach and, and, you know, how engineers like what their transformations are as well.
1: Thank you for referencing the name. And Dr. P, it is really special to my heart because OECO is the shortened version for Oasis of Courage. And we already talked about the role courage plays in creating transformation in your life. And that was such a passionate point for me because it. It's what helped me to break through. And so what's you know cool to share here, really brief, my life purpose statement that I created with that coach who I mentioned hiring during yeah. my time of recovery. We did an exercise together around creating a life purpose statement. And so this would have been, goodness, back in 2015 maybe, I did this work. And the statement that I came up with was that I am an oasis along life's journey that gives you courage to walk on. And I fell in love with the idea of helping other people experience the courage that I was experiencing coming out of this divorce. And I had no idea at the time I would start a business leveraging those words. It was never the plan. I I had written that, I lived it, I read it every day, every morning started my day by reminding myself I am an oasis along life's journey that gives you courage to walk on,
0: to Can take one say, more step. Yeah. That is uh, that is one of the most beautiful purpose statements I've ever heard. Thank and you. I've been doing this for almost 40 years. Um, that is, it is uh, amazing on so many levels. And it's like triply amazing because an engineer <laughs> says that, right? That it's like, there's this very human side, uh, like most people will think of engineers and many of the engineers I've met are very linear in the way they think Yeah, yeah. and it keeps them safe because totally. If, if you're thinking externally, you're not actually allowing yourself to experience. And you are bringing humanity to engineering in a way that nobody else is doing. Uh, a Waco, Oasis of Courage, is a way of saying we all need a little more courage. Amen. Yes, and that is okay, right? That's that's awesome. So, Oasis of Courage, um, and and to call yourself an oasis is kind of—it's uh, not kind of—it's a grand statement, and it's kind of badass. It's like. You know, um, it borders on arrogant, which I which I love Mm. because because it's not, well, I'm the Oasis come to me. It's the I'm a place where you can refuel. I'm your comfort station, you know, and it's it's this it's this welcoming thing, which um, I could go on and on about. I really appreciate those words. Wayne, you. that
1: means a lot to me, and and just on that piece of the arrogance thing, I I really appreciate you saying that, and I agree in a sense, and I actually struggled with that initially. I remember vividly it's bringing the idea, idea to my coach at the time and saying, "The word that's in my heart is oasis. I know that's the word, but I don't know. Like I, I feel a bit arrogant, or almost as if I'm implying." Your life is a desert, dry and weary and dusty and and not worth living. But if you come hang with me, you'll survive, right? That, and yeah. and my coach told me at that time something again super wise, and I'm I was blessed, and and I've really attached to this ever since. He said, you know, Zach, you being an oasis does not imply or necessitate that someone's life is a desert, right? It's only speaking to how you want to show up in the world. And if someone else hears that and chooses to put a picture of their life is a desert and you're the oasis, that's a reflection on their experience. And maybe that's true for them, maybe it's not. But it's not that you're saying someone's life must be terrible to wanna hang out with you. Their life might be an oasis as well. Or they may have other wonderful, Like they could love their life and still enjoy coming to the oasis that is your experience and be, and and that really comforted me to know in a way I felt that same sense of contrast because I was in a desert place at the time.
0: It could be a a series of oases, right? Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to be the, so it's, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just something
1: that really helps me to make peace with the fact that I I don't want people to sense arrogance from it, but at the same time, I take great pride and, um, a sense of identity around. Well, look, I'm going to choose to show up this way, regardless of what's going on and, you know, and, in another
0: space. What is what is that when you're not arrogant? It's just the side of it. It's called confidence, and Amen. that's that's where you are. It's like who wants who wants a coach that's not confident? Oh, well, true. I don't know. I might be true. a place that you could get a little help. Um, maybe maybe I'll nurture you. Maybe I'll guide you. I, I don't know. It's like no, no. I've. It's like. I'm the place. Come, come here. You're going to get what you need to continue on your journey. That is part of why I love your life purpose statement is that you're saying, come here, you're going to get what you need to continue on your journey. You're doing this specifically for engineers who have found that, um, they might be great engineers, but suffering in their life a little bit. And, um, and so talk about that, talk a little bit, go ahead and, t- and I'm I'm opening the door for you to talk a little bit about OECO and- how well, you cool, thank you. And, and that kind of thing.
1: So, you know, the work we do, and you alluded to it already, the engineering mind While it has so many unique strengths that allows us to do work that a lot of people would never want to do, and for you know anyone who is an engineer listening, they'll understand. You know, we are a unique breed, and most people at least know one engineer and can agree there's some uniqueness to that. But when unique is polite. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I have to respect myself here, Doctor P. So, yeah, you know, once an engineer, always an engineer. I don't want to put down my my own alma mater, but very good. But the thing that's true is what you described—that when someone does connect deeply to a level of self-awareness and humanity, and and compassion and love for who they are and understand and expand in their emotional intelligence and their willingness to show up with courage in every area, not just in intellect, but in relationships and in you know their willingness to take a stand for what they believe in, to really get clear on their values, to cast a bold, courageous vision that, gasp, I don't know how to make it happen. You know, the the engineers, you know, wow, like I, I'm not able to plan every step from here to there. Yeah. When you help someone who has the engineering strengths unlock all of that part of their humanity, which I do believe all of them have the ability to do that. Agreed. And in the old days, we might have said they're well-rounded. But okay. the truth is, it's more than that. It's not about, oh, you're an engineer and you play piano. That, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an understanding of who you are and and manifesting that into the world with power, with strength, and and enjoying it. Right, I mean, most engineers operate in this very narrow band of experience. Yes. Right, and when you expand that and you have the courage to experience high heights of emotion that are positive and also a willingness to take a risk and feel some negative emotion along that journey and they start to see what's possible, uh, it's just amazing what happens. And the beautiful thing is that not only does it shift and transform their experience today, that's one of fulfillment and happiness and joy and all these good feelings that we ultimately want when our head hits the pillow at night, but when you go to work that way, you are the first person who gets picked for promotion. You are the person that people want to follow as a leader because they see in you this torch, this light, like, wow, theres I love being around them. They, they seem to have something that I want, and they can't put their finger on it. And so it's amazing that you know it sort of comes full circle. We start the journey because you want a promotion. You realize that the promotion actually has nothing to do with what you really want in many cases. Not to say you don't want it, but it's, it's like that's just an outcome of you becoming who you need to become. And so you go do all this inner work and coaching and it's so rewarding. And the next thing you know, the promotion just comes. And it's like, well, how did that, Happen. And it's such a joy to watch people go through the process. And of course, you know, I am an engineer. So the whole structure and what makes OECO very unique is that we've designed this system with that engineering mind at the center. You know, we are very structured in the approach. We are, you know, take a different lens and language, a different vocabulary about how we attack this. And we call it the lifestyle engineering blueprint. You know, I'm a mechanical engineer from Purdue, but I'm a lifestyle engineer at Owaco and and my, you know, friends and family uh, call me the world's best lifestyle engineer. And you know, one day if I can have a curriculum and you could get a degree in lifestyle engineering, then then we're going to do that. But that's um, awesome. that's, that's waco, man.
0: That's awesome, lifestyle engineer. I think you know, I love the idea of a blueprint, right? It's like just show me what to do. And so many people, you know, if, if you wind back the clock when you come home and the house is empty and you find a note, one of the things that you want is to be rescued. It's like just show me what to do. Tell me tell me there's a way out of this. Um and and while there is not a way backwards, which is what most people want, I want to redo, I want to rebuild, I want to yeah. and that's the regret and shame there is a way forward and it's like, you've got to let grow, let go of regret. You've got to let go of shame because that is, that's basically you punishing yourself. So stop that here's what to do. And, and really your message and, and my message as a coach also like in coaching, the message is you don't have to wait for it to be bad in order to get better. So true that there is right there is a uh there is a blueprint (laughs) and it's the other thing is that while there's a framework i call mine a framework you call yours a blueprint while there is a framework um or a blueprint it is unique to each individual absolutely and that's really key because i know that you see you and i only just met but it is very clear that you see people and you see what's in people in a way that only a really good coach can. And, mm, and thank you. Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you. I received yeah. that. That's a really kind compliment. And I'll just double down on what you said. Sometimes people hear about Awaco and they think, oh, so you you work with burned out engineers. And my answer, well, well, yes, but also <laughs> we work with the kind of engineers who never want to experience burnout. And many of our best clients are actually quite successful and they've never experienced anything as negative as what I did, but they have that self-awareness to say, well, I'd rather take action before I hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. because, you know, so go back to my roots as a mechanical engineer. It's way easier to add energy to a spinning flywheel than to start one from scratch. Like if it's not moving to overcome that static inertia is far more difficult. All right. The static friction is higher than moving friction. And so it's great to do this kind of work and coaching. And, you know, for your clients, Dr. P, people who have listened to the show, like call Dr. P now. Don't wait until you, you get to the burnout that I did. Right? Like, work with him right now. Accelerate your life while you have momentum rather than say, oh, well, okay, things are fine. I don't need a coach. No, like, was there ever a year that Michael Jordan was so good at basketball he no longer needed a coach? Right. It's the exact opposite. Like, he had more coaches at his prime of success and late in his career than at the beginning.
0: Right, I point and, that out as well, that the, uh, what makes a top performer stay a top performer is that they have coaches. Exactly. And some top performers have six coaches. Yeah, from exactly. various piece, pieces, right? It's like, exactly. you know, what's what's your what's your jump shot look like? What's your free throw look like? What's your, you know, so- um, I, I,
1: I saw something the other day, Dr. P, that an Olympic sprinter, which yeah. you would think, oh, that's like a single sport. It's just a single sport. It's not even a team sport. You know, um, one of the Olympic sprinters had 30 different coaches on their team, 30. Yeah. you know a nutrition coach a, oh. a stretching coach a fitness uh, coach a strength coach a technique coach a you know mindset coach uh, it was ridiculous they had 30 different coaches they worked with to do a 10 second 100 meter dash well That's nine amazing. point whatever they are right yeah so
0: it's amazing coaching helps you know coaching helps the uh you know uh, my my saying around that is you know you can't uh, like the picture can't see the frame around it because that's the picture or uh the other thing i say is uh, you can't ask a fish what water is like because a fish <laughs> has no reference for not water yeah um and if a fish if you did get an answer from a fish you'd be doing something else so like let's take this fish on the road. <laughs> um, so that's, good. that's good. <laughs> for you, I think, I think it's so great. Um, You know, your story is, it's a really great story, you know, and your ability to help others comes from your perspective. And, you know, that's what, that's what good coaches offer is it's perspective and to focus in on, um, on guiding all of the aspects of what makes for a really positive life. You know, it's, It is relational it's you know how are your relationships how is your what is your career trajectory what's your how are your finances how's your nutrition yes Yes. how are you what's your philanthropy what's your spiritual connection all of that is woven together into great coaching i think and um i haven't talked to you right so that is the kind of coaching that you do as well absolutely um i love the idea of uh increasing momentum momentum versus putting energy into overcoming inertia yes.
2: um,
0: i might actually do a i do a written blog as well i might actually uh do a spin on that because that's so important the whole idea of that you've got good momentum how do you make it better how do you add energy to that momentum so this is great what uh last couple of minutes what um haven't I asked you? What did you expect? What other words do you want to do? You want to say?
1: Mm. What a what a blessing to be here. And, and honestly, you know, Doctor P, it's just a pleasure to chat. I didn't have any expectations for this. Uh, one of my, you know, may, maybe the thing to say is I just love living in the moment. Yeah, life is life is a series of moments. You know, we're just here. We are like this is it you're living it right now. Yes. And so here we are. And I've had such a pleasure being here and yeah, yeah. No, no, no other questions need to be asked. Let's just <laughs> let it land, man. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I, uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that about, um, it's part of the way this, this show works. It's why I actually love to do the podcast is because I get to meet interesting people. Um, I have sort of an outset kind of framework of I want to know what you're doing, I want to know what got you here um, and you know what's your real message and I will interrupt along the way for the leadership messages along the way that are in there um, but I never know what I'm going to hear and uh, Zach it was an amazing pleasure to have you here. How if you know if we've got engineers who are. Recognizing that pain is a possibility that they don't want to experience, um, or they're in and they want to overcome it. And that is your specialty is working with engineers. Um, how might someone find more about Awaco, the oasis of courage?
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you're watching or listening to this and you're in engineering or or a STEM professional, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. By all means, it would be a pleasure to support you, to serve you, but the place I would recommend you begin is just jump over to to my show. If you love Dr. Peace' show here, uh, we have The Happy Engineer Podcast is where I hang out content directly tailored to this conversation for that engineering and STEM audience. You can go to the thehappyengineerpodcast.com if you wanna you know, see all the episodes and extra content, or if you'd like to connect with me directly by email or set up a call with my team, all those links and information is right there on the website. but the com or just wherever you're tuned in to this, YouTube or any of the podcast players, just jump over, search the Happy engineer and you'll find me there.
0: Awesome. Do you want to say is, is there an OEco site as well?
1: It's uh, the com is nested inside of the oasisofcourage.com site. so yep, you'll, you'll land on all the goodies you need that way yep
0: okay thank you so all much. right so so sending people to the podcast.com is the primary place perfect awesome uh zach amazing this was really good a pleasure to meet you a pleasure to have you here and um yeah i just i just so appreciate the uh the wisdom and true humanity that you brought so thank you thank you for being here
1: Thanks for the invitation and Dr. P, just acknowledge you and One Sharp Sword, incredible work you're doing. I know your listeners get tremendous value from it. It was a joy listening to your show in preparation for this. And uh, thank you again for the invitation.
0: Mm, thanks for being here. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I am your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. We'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor.